BMW says stop driving our cars right now. Literally put down the keys, walk to the nearest taxi and we'll pick up the tab. Full details next. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au, the place where Australian new car buyers save thousands off their next new cars. Hit me up on the website for that. Here's some confronting news for you if you own an ageing 3 Series BMW. In an unprecedented move, BMW Schittsville is urging owners of 12,663 E46 3 Series BMWs. These would be built between 21st of November 1997 and June the 30th of 2000 to stop driving those vehicles immediately. As in, right now. According to Rod Sims's henchman, henchperson, whatever, at the ACCC, Delia Rickard, because of the critical level of risk, the ACCC urges people to stop driving their vehicle immediately and to contact BMW to arrange to have their vehicle inspected as soon as possible. I'd suggest that conservative corporations and regulators in this sphere, such as BMW and the ACCC respectively, they do not use terms like immediately and critical level of risk frivolously. So it's safe to assume that this message is not clickbait. A new type of defective Takata airbag has been linked to what the ACCC is calling, quote, an abnormal pattern of airbag deployments in Australia, Japan and the US. The bottom line here, the Takata airbag recall just got slightly bigger and somewhat more serious. It's being reported that these specific airbags have been linked to one death and one serious injury here. Authorities are being a little cagey about the details surrounding that, however, because the death remains a matter before the coroner. The ACCC and BMW are collaborating and cooperating on this. There's absolutely no suggestion of any wrongdoing on the part of BMW. You can check the VIN code online to see if your ageing 3 series is affected at recall.bmw.com.au. That's recall.bmw.com.au. Or you can call 1800 243 675. That's 1800 243 675. That number is a dedicated BMW airbag recall hotline. Or you could drop into or call your local BMW dealer in a taxi and keep the receipt. Or better still, BMW will arrange to tow your vehicle to repair facilities for inspection or send a mobile technician out to your premises or vehicle's location to inspect the vehicle. And here is my favourite part of this story. If your vehicle has been fitted with one of these dangerous airbags, BMW will arrange a loan or hire car or reimbursement for alternative transportation costs until airbag replacement parts are available or until other arrangements are made. You may also wish to discuss the vehicle being purchased back by BMW. This is an example of rock solid corporate conduct in my view a rarity in the car industry here these days, 
I think you'd agree. These affected vehicles, right, they're two decades old, ballpark, but nobody, importantly, is being left out in the cold, and BMW is picking up the tab. If you'd like to see robust commitment to a customer, this is that, okay? Even if that customer happens to be the second, third, or fourth owner of that vehicle. And let's not forget, BMW only makes money out of the first owner. And I'm really not so sure that we would see the same level of ethical conduct from the monkey gasses at the Volkswagen Group or the three-pronged swastika specialists at Daimler. So I have nothing but complete respect for doing the right thing on this occasion by BMW Australia. It could take them as long as 18 months to replace any defective airbags, and that's simply got to be a supply issue upstream, and not very much can be done about that. Hence the offer for loan and hire cars, taxi reimbursement, and or buybacks. Specifically, this issue relates to a Takata NADI driver airbag. It stands for Non-Azide Driver Inflator. It's a type of airbag that has not previously been linked to the Takata scandal. Non-Azide, okay, it just means ammonium nitrate. Specifically, a thing called phase-stabilised ammonium nitrate, or PSAN, P-S-A-N, in the game. Essentially, it's the same stuff that Al-Qaeda nutbags are always trying to make improvised bombs out of using fertiliser. See, when you fire off a detonator into ammonium nitrate, it sends this supersonic shockwave radiating outwards at about four or 5,000 metres per second. And this highly energetic shunt decomposes the ammonium nitrate liberating a significant volume of gas, which inflates the airbag very rapidly and saves your life. So long as it doesn't also channel its inner claymore mine and throw the hard mechanical parts of the inflator into your face, simply because it's defective. And that's basically the crux of this entire problem. And I know someone's going to say this, okay, so I'm going to defuse it right now. See what I did there? No, no, an airbag is not a bomb. You're on the wrong track if that is the conclusion you are drawing. You are not sitting behind a bomb when you drive a car. Certainly, an airbag is explosive and something to be respected, but it's not a bomb. You are sitting behind an energetic gas generator. Drilling right down into this, if you like, a bit of beer garden physics, the salient difference between an airbag and a bomb is that bombs have fuel and airbags do not. So a bomb is really a three-component system. It's got a detonator, ammonium nitrate in this case, and fuel. Airbags have only two components. They've got the detonator and the ammonium nitrate. The fuel is absent, happily enough. In a bomb, there's a large amount of oxygen that gets liberated from the nitrate when it decomposes, and this rapidly oxidizes the fuel, which is usually diesel in the case of nut bags, and diesel contains, euphemistically, rather a lot of energy. I think you'd agree. Take a modern torpedo, okay? It's a great example of the energy content of fuel. A modern torpedo is essentially a guided hydrodynamic missile. Okay. It's got fuel to deliver it onto the target and an explosive warhead to punch through the hull of the target because, hey, that's how they roll. 
The fuel is typically kerosene in one of these things, which is closely related to diesel, like, I don't know, a third cousin or something. They're kind of next to each other when you extract them from crude oil at the refinery. The diesel gets oxidized by hydrogen peroxide in a torpedo, but the point I'm trying to make here, and the thing most people don't realize about torpedoes is, there's actually more energy in the kero than there is in the warhead. There is a tremendous amount of energy in the liquid fuels. I think, therefore, that you could just, you know, throttle it back a little in the comments on this whole issue about, I'm sitting behind a bomb. You are not sitting in a car surrounded by bombs. You are sitting there surrounded by life-saving gas inflators. This issue with BMW is not a drill. Globally, 29 people have died and more than 300 have been seriously injured thanks to high-level corporate assholery and ineptitude at Takata. In Schittsville, there was one fatality linked to Takata in Sydney in July of 2017 and one serious injury in Darwin a few months earlier. That's in addition to this issue with BMW that we're discussing today. 34 car makers at least are embroiled in the Takata scandal, which is now incredibly in its sixth year. It has to be the biggest recall ever, affecting an estimated 100 million vehicles worldwide. Certainly, it's the biggest compulsory recall ever here in Australia. It involves over 4 million airbags here in more than 3 million vehicles, which is about one in every four passenger vehicles on the road today, incredibly enough. Takata went tits up in the middle of 2017, owing to the overwhelming compensation cost. But its ghost actually lives on today inside a Chinese-owned company, which is now called Joyson Safety Systems. And Joyson, which used to be called Key Safety Systems, actually paid 1.6 billion US dollars for Takata's assets. The company is based in Michigan. That's all I have for you today, but if you're driving one of those BMW vehicles, put down the keys, get this sorted out. BMW will pick up the tab. Keep yourself safe. Thank you very much for watching.